0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Ben Hannawell, Director of People Analytics Research at the ADP Research Institute. They've just launched a report series called Today at Work, and its kickoff edition takes a look at the dynamics and impacts of promotions there's a lot you may have never thought of about that and it's part of a broader look at the connection between motivation, commitment, and productivity. We'll do a deep dive on this edition of PeopleTech. Ben, welcome. It's really great to meet you. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Now, if I was reading your some of the material that you folks are publishing, today and can you just give me the title again of of what it is the documents
1: sure uh what we're what we're talking about today is the today at work report it's a quarterly report that uh that we we have two editions so far from the past two quarters and the next one's coming out in uh september i guess your listeners will will already be able to read it but um uh you know when this this podcast is released but uh what this newest issue is called is the hidden truth about promotions um but before i get to that let's just talk a little bit about what the today at work report is is that all right
0: yeah
1: yeah sure yeah so the motivation behind the today at work report is to is to harness insights from two rich data sources that are rich in different ways and the first one is uh, a monthly survey a monthly worker sentiment survey that our people and performance team uh, designed, my colleagues, Dr. Mary Hayes, Francis Chumney, and uh, and, uh, and and Jared Northup uh, also analyzes the data that comes out of that survey. And what that survey uh, is, we we what we do is we interview over 2,500 workers every single month, asking them the same questions. Um, and and we've done this uh, for almost a year now. Collected. Uh, responses from a total of about 52,000 participants. And, and we ask them questions to try and gauge their engagement in the workplace, the degree to which they feel motivated to bring their best to work. We ask them questions to try and measure their resilience in the workplace, basically their whether or not they feel prepared to meet the challenges of the workplace and think that they're uh, managers and company leadership are ready to do so. and also um, their sense of connection with the workplace, whether they feel seen, heard, included in the workplace. And, uh, and this is based on you know over a decade of of research that uh, that is based on you know, I think something like over almost 500,000 uh, responses from people in in 29 countries. So it's informed by a, a, a long history of uh, of research. So we have the, the the survey data there, and then the other the other source of rich data that the Today at Work report is based on is of course ADP's payroll and HR data, which represents you know for any given month about twenty five million workers in the United States, and and it actually it stretches it it gets bigger than that because when you think that that data is stretched across say you know seven years, what we really are talking about is like two billion months of collective work by people in the United States, you know, at tens of thousands of employers. So these are two very rich data sets, and we want to bring them together to help business leaders, policymakers, uh, HR practitioners, and members of the workforce make informed decisions about the workplace, whether it's workforce management, if you're on the demand side of the labor market, or um, or or your place in the workplace. So you're what you're going to do, where you're going to, where you're going to work, if you're a member of the workforce on the demand, on the supply side.
0: One of the things that the the report talked about was pr- that promotions are a good thing. And and mm-hmm. when I was reading that, I thought, well, yes, everyone I think would say that. But there's more to it than that. There's more to the idea of promotions than that. And could you talk about
1: that? Sure. I mean, promotions are a good thing. And and when we think about promotions, we have to think of who are they good for right um it, you know there are different parties involved we've got the employer right and we have the, the, the you know the person who just awarded a promotion to someone we have the person who just was awarded the promotion and we also have the people that uh, if we're talking about managerial promotion we're talking about the people who report up to that person right so you know th- promotions are a good thing but good for whom and and when and for what reason right um, so what we do in this report is we what we try to do is we try to uncover some of the tradeoffs that employers experience when they promote somebody through the company's ranks. And when we do that, we try to keep in mind, you know, what's going on in the heads of the person of the of the, of the people who just received their first promotion. And I guess the best way to explain this is to tell you a story about myself um, and then we can get into the into the the data. Right. So. Um, when we were when we were thinking about what to write in this uh in this report, uh what, what to cover in this report, um I was talking with Neela Richardson, the head of, of uh, ADP Research Institute and ADP's chief economist. And we were talking about um about the the other component of this report, the employment or the employee uh, motivation and commitment index. And we were talking about this, you know, what makes People feel motivated and committed uh, to their employer, um, and and part of it is is uh, the idea that you'll be recognized for excellent work, right? And one way to recognize people for excellent work is to promote them through uh, the management ranks, right? Um, if if uh, an opportunity comes comes up, but the thing is, uh, when I my last job before I came to ADP. Uh, I had recently gotten a promotion and I used that promotion as leverage in in negotiations to get another job and here I am right and so while a promotion is is uh, it can be a signal to a worker that that they can build a career at their current employer it is also a signal that they might be at their most marketable at that moment and that they may have opportunities elsewhere and that's what we were thinking about when we did this research in today at work. Uh, the hidden truth of promotions is we were thinking about this trade-off from the employer's perspective. So, you know, so we measured the the, the impact of promotion on the risk that somebody will leave the company. And uh, and 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 so, if you'd like, we can we can get into those findings. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
0: Thanks. Well, I, I, I saw that more than a quarter of the people who received their first promotion
1: mm-hmm.
0: leave the company within a month.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now it, it, it at first it seemed counterintuitive to me though what you just said makes it a little clearer. but could you expand on that? what what did you guys decide is going on there?
1: Yeah, so let's expand on that number uh, that 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 number there. you know over a quarter of people who receive their first promotion uh, you know uh, uh, leave their employer within a month. What's really important here is 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 thinking about the chances somebody leaves their employer, Given that they got their first promotion, and then compare that to what we think their chance of leaving their employer would have been if they hadn't gotten that promotion. So, let's talk about that. So, within a month, what we found is that within a month, those who were promoted, among those who were promoted, 29% had left their employer. And we estimate that those same people, among those same people, if they had not been promoted instead, only about 18% would have left their employer within the first month, so their risk of leaving their employer is 1.6 times higher if they got the since they got the promotion than it would have been if they didn't get the promotion instead. But how long does this effect linger, right? And and does it maybe go away after uh, after some time? And so let's let's fast forward four months to the five month mark, right? By that time we see that those who received that first promotion, uh, about 63, 62% have left their employer within five months compared to about, uh, about 59% if they had not been promoted. That's only a 7% difference, right? And then let's fast forward one more month to the six month mark. By that time, what we see is that the difference between the promoted and not promoted scenarios has kind of gone away. So if uh if among those who got promoted, we see that you know by the 6 month mark, 63% have uh have left their employer compared to if they had not been promoted, but 64%, a little bit higher actually now, would have left their employer. And then, you know, that the uh, the trend actually reverses. So so um past the 6 month mark out to the the nine-month time horizon, we see that those who had not been promoted uh, were a little bit more likely to uh, to leave their employer than the, than if they had been promoted, right? So what does this mean? We take these two facts together, the fact that within the first six months, if you get your promotion, you're more likely to leave your employer, but in the next three months after that, you're actually slightly less likely to have left your employer, well, taken together, what all of this means is that an employer loses only about 14 days of work per first promotion over a nine-month period. And when you think about this in the scheme of things, unless you're a very small company, right, or unless you, 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 you are promoting everybody at the company, which is impossible, uh, this isn't really that big of a, of a trade-off. It isn't big enough for us to say, oh, we got to stop promoting people right promotions are still good but what it means is that is that employers should think about this increased risk that people have of leaving the company after they get their promotion and they should think about it in the following ways so first why are people a little bit more likely to leave or actually a lot of bit more likely to leave their employer after they get for their first promotion maybe it's because career development doesn't end when somebody gets their promotion that's when it should begin Somebody's g- taking on more responsibility, so they need some support from their employer in doing so, right? And then um, on the other, so we need to provide some incentive and some support for workers once they get promoted. And that may uh, that may mitigate the this trade-off that we, that we found.
0: I want to shift gears a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. Y- you mentioned the employee motivation and commitment index. Mm-hmm and I'm just finding that really fascinating for some reason. So what is, what is it about? What's its purpose and and how does it get there?
1: Sure. So th- there were two goals with the uh, em- employee motivation and commitment index and 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 what I should say from the outset is that uh my colleague Dr. Mary Hayes did most of the work on this and uh, she did such great work here. Um but but I'll speak to it as as much as I can. Um so one of the major motivations behind the uh, the emc index is to measure workers allegiance and loyalty to their employer because they feel like they'll be recognized for excellent work they are confident in their company's uh, in their company's future they trust their team leader and the company's leadership they feel motivated to come and bring their best to work you know excited to work every day and they feel like they're represented in the company's leadership, right? And and also they feel like uh like people their company promotes people based on the work they do, right? Rather than what they look like, and then when they share their opinion they feel heard. We wanted to 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 create one measure of all of these concepts. And so that was the the driving motivation behind uh behind the EMC index. And the second motivation really is that we we already had th- these three other measures which I, I spoke of before right an engagement metric you know how how motivated do you feel to bring your best at work a resilience metric how prepared do you feel you and your employer are to meet the cha- meet challenges at work and a connection a uh, metric which you know measures how connected how seen and heard you feel uh at, in the workplace mm-hmm. and we wanted to combine all of those into one measure right that again measures allegiance uh, uh employers allegiance to their employer. And, uh, and so that's what we did. Um, And, uh, and, and, and that's what the, uh, the second part of the, of this edition of Today at Work focuses on.
0: Looking through the index, the, the industry numbers were interesting. I mean, healthcare and education were two of the, the lower scoring areas in terms of motivation and commitment. And, you know, we're always talking about healthcare workers as heroes, teachers as heroes, so that that surprised me. What do you think is going on there?
1: Well, remember, we're, we're what we're measuring here is is motivation and commitment to an employer, not to a profession, right? And so, you know, I imagine the teachers are very motivated and committed and, and committed to to educate people. I imagine that healthcare providers uh, and social workers and all the other um, uh, professions that are captured by the healthcare industry uh, that they're very motivated and committed. what they do but the question is are they motivated and committed within the workplace based on what the conditions of those work of that workplace are and also how they're compensated for what they do you know the health healthcare professions are very stressful um you know if you think about uh uh people who who work in uh in in um in nursing homes or or social workers uh mental health uh Mental health care workers; these people are extreme, experiencing large amounts of stress every day, and many of them uh, are 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 compensated at, at fairly low levels given that that degree of stress. So that might be what's going on here. Um, same thing with education, right? I mean, a, a lot of educators they work, you know, extra hours outside of the classroom because they're so dedicated to to educating people, and uh, and and. Uh, it, it may be sometimes hard for, especially educators in, who are working in a in a an expensive city, to be able to afford to live there. For example, so so that might you know make it harder for one to feel motivated and committed to a particular employer in the workplace, even if you are super motivated, and committed to the profession that you have chosen.
0: All right. So if I'm uh, an executive, uh, but I'm not a particularly numbers driven, mm-hmm. executive, I'm not a numbers guy. How can I get the most value out of the EMC?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I think one of the main findings that came out of this study that anybody, including managers who aren't particularly data-driven, can take away is that people's motivation and commitment in the workplace is a state of being that can change based on workplace conditions that can change based on um, you know, the, the attributes of somebody's manager or the type of work that they're doing. It's not a trait that you either have or don't have. You're not either motivated and committed, and you're motivated and committed forevermore, or you're not, right? EMC index is measuring a state, not a trait. And I think that if managers can take that home with them, they can realize that they have the capacity. To increase the motivation and commitment that their workers have uh, to them, in a way, in such a way that might improve retention um, and also uh, productivity. More generally, though, there, in the Today at Work report, there are a lot of qualitative insights that, that emerge. You know, we just talked about how it varies by industry, um, but we also look at how EMC index varies um, by, by how it's related to intent to leave, how it's related to productivity. Um, how it varies by gender, and these qualitative insights, I, I I think that that managers, even managers who aren't you know driven by numbers, I, I would like to, I would like to see them, uh, to to see these managers see how these qualitative insights jive with their personal experience, and then uh and then use that to guide their strategies and tactics for workforce management.
0: Ben, thank you so much. It was great to meet you. I appreciate your being here and I hope we'll talk again.
1: Well, thanks for having me. It's been a good conversation and uh, I'll see you next time.
0: My guest today has been Ben Hanowell, Director of People Analytics Research at the ADP Research Institute. And this has been PeopleTech,